Arts and Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long, along with the greatest host in all the land. Todd Oberndorfer. Uh, Todd and I are your hosts for the greatest podcast in all the land. This week's guest, which is uh, really cool. It's like no pressure at all. You Like two times. No, we're the greatest, the greatest in all the land. I mean, might as well. You just throw <laughs> it out there and say whatever. Um, so, okay, Beverly. I don't, I don't know if we've had a PhD student on before, so this is cool. Sports performance and education, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, also, and we'll talk about how that impacts high endurance athletes, which I'm fascinated about because wild and weird enough, I think I have the Ogden Avalanche hat on. Avalanche conditions are like the worst thing of the year right now. Uh, so does that mess with us when we're up high? We'll, we'll talk about that. And then there's a sweet new event coming to town, Ogden Outdoor Adventure X. Outdoor Adventure X, I should say. So Emily Bowden or Bowden? Bowden. Bowden. Emily Bowden, the director of events. It's all on you, Emily. It's all on you. No pressure. No, no. pressure. <laughs> it's a brand new event at a beautiful facility. <laughs> you know, yeah. no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. You got this. I mean, you're a pro. You do other events. And so this is just. But if they don't have a good time, they'll burn it down. Like they- they'll burn the resort <laughs> to the ground. So, so like no pressure. They want to have a good time. Yeah. I, but. Just lay it on. Make it worse. I'm oh. just saying. Yeah. And introducing our new uh, weekly co-host, I guess, Haley Prine from the Weber State Outdoor Program, who's gearing up for the climbing festival this weekend and also your trip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll be in Nepal next week. I yeah. was just telling Brandon and Todd that I can't make it next week, so apologies <laughs> to all the listeners out there. You can phone it in. You can just phone it in. It's going to work out fine. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way. We have the equipment, so that'll yeah. be fine. Not next week, but we'll be at OAX at the event running um, the educational clinics there, so excited cool. to talk about that. Yeah, we'll dive in. Beverly, I want to jump to you first because I'm, I'm I'm intimidated by PhD students. A, are you? Todd's not. He's like. Well, so, just, do you love more of the same? You, I mean, you went to school. So I went to just, school, but for the arts, just more She's and science. more and more. Uh, what do you study exactly? So right now, I am studying health sciences with a emphasis in human and sports performance. So what's like a class you take? So right now, a lot of my courses are teaching me how to be a better researcher so that when I am diving into the topics I hope to study, I am competent and looking at quality research. Is this something you thought like, I'm going to do this when you were in elementary, junior high, or is this like a recent discovery? So I have always wanted to go into sports and It wasn't until my undergrad when I was directed to go for nursing where I was like, this isn't for me. Mm. So I took the jump and transferred to exercise science and it was history ever since. Yeah. And what, why like elevation and sports, I guess, endurance sports in general? So a lot of my life growing up, I lived in different places that placed diverse environmental stress on me and ultimately other athletes I worked are other athletes that I climbed with I skied with and it was almost shocking I lived in Minnesota for my undergrad and it's extremely cold there like negative 40 degrees 
crazy cold. It's super in July. In July. Yeah. <laughs> so cold. And my parents lived in Asheville, North Carolina. So the altitude varied, but it was still 300 or 3,000 plus feet higher than it was in Minnesota. Mm. And going back and forth between school breaks and vacation, it was just a night and day difference. And that drew me to want to explore this more. So you reached out because we have, uh, I'm on Ogden Avalanche, shout out, uh, board and we tried to fit you into the lecture series, which maybe we can get you in next year, which would be cool. So, um, but it's fascinating to me because some of these, unfortunately, some of the people that get caught in slides are some of the most well, well-educated about avalanches. Are you diving into that psychology at all? Yeah, so during my master's at the University of Utah, I looked into not only how high altitude impacted our physiology, but also our cognition. Mm. And it's ultimately... Do we get smarter? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think with all experiences, we get a little smarter. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But so what happens when we are not getting as much oxygen in per breath, our working muscles, our organs, our brain is deprived of oxygen. So that's going to have a toll on us. And And do we notice, do we know, do we like say, Oh, I'm all of a sudden not feeling like I should, you know? So research says that we notice a jump that's around 700 meters or 25,000 feet change relative to where we are currently acclimated to. Well, that's way up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so around six thousand, do we notice anything, or no, or eleven thousand? Never. Or how does that? Well, notice as in we can feel our heart rate increasing. We feel maybe more mm. tired, fatigued. We definitely don't sleep as well. Yeah. Um, but it's all relev- like relative to where you are accustomed to. So, say if someone flies in from Florida, we were just talking about this, mm. and comes to ski here in Utah what they notice in terms of the difference is going to be a lot more dramatic than say someone who is coming from Idaho, mm-hmm. a lower I, altitude in Idaho. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, events each year is I go out to, to park city for Sundance each year. Right. And those are the, those are the celebrities, musicians, you name it, that came from, from California and immediately they, they find their oxygen bars and they, uh, they struggle. They struggle. And that, that's one of my questions, too, is have you found that certain certain bodies, certain situations are more susceptible? Yeah, that would be int- Can I take a supplement to fix it? Because <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> say that they're just ill-prepared. Actors or, are terrible with elevation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my experience is that, yeah, I mean, that's kind of true, but I'm sure that's the difference between California and Park City. So a lot of the research that I've been diving into is on endurance athletes. So an endurance, someone who is well-trained, like cardiovascularly, they have a strong, you know, heart, have strong heart and lungs. How they respond to this increase in altitude is going to be different than, say, your general population or especially compared to individuals who have chronic disease. Yes, and then is there a, say, an elevation jump, like every 5,000 feet it does this or whatever? In other words, like if you go from 10,000 to 15, it's sort of the same 
difference is going from zero to 5,000 or, or no, or it doesn't work like that? So again, we notice about that 2,500 foot change from where we are accustomed to. 2,500, so, yeah. Okay. Yes, 2,500 feet. Okay. okay. What's the one thing that surprised you the most studying this? So I guess this also drew me to explore what I want to focus on with my dissertation is there is a lot of research being done on how we can use a unrelated stressor like extreme heat to prepare athletes for the demand of high altitude environments, which is kind of crazy to me. With my background, I was always taught like specificity. Mm -hmm. um, so this was surprising to me. Does it work? So there is, uh, so there's evidence that suggests, well, one, that we should continue to explore um, heat, and again, a novel stressor and its impact on how we perform at high altitudes. And it goes down to the cellular mechanisms or those signaling pathways that are ultimately turned on when we are in a new environmental setting. I have a friend who's fascinated with elevation. I was t sort of talking to you about this before, but he, and he wants to try, well, I think he has like a cheaper version of a, some sort of breathing apparatus that mimics elevation. Do those cheaper ones work? What do you have to buy for it to actually work? So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you may not even know the answer, but I'm assuming, know. I'm assuming he uses a mask. Uh, no, it's a sleeping device. So oh. it does go over him and he does, does like, I don't know, he turns up like the elevation <laughs> that he wants to sleep at, you know, yeah. and then, but it's, it's, um, it's an affordable version of the very expensive, whatever the super nice ones are. But to me, I'm like, doesn't that still just deprive you of oxygen? I mean, that's not really all it's doing. And so your brain gets used to that. So it sounds like you are that he is using a hyperbaric chamber of sorts. Yeah. So, you know, you, like you mentioned, he cranks yeah. up the altitude. Yeah. So what that chamber is doing is it is changing the pressure mm. of the air around him, which creates less of a driving force between the oxygen that's available within the chamber and the environment and how his lungs are picking it up. There is a misconception around amount of oxygen at different elevations, um, regardless of where you go in the atmosphere, it is about 21% oxygen. It's the change in pressure, what that chamber is mimicking, that is going to make the difference in how much we're picking up per breath. So it, those chambers, mm -hmm. those artificial altitude, you know, simulating devices are a great way, if you can afford it, to mimic the, again, demands of that environment. So yes, they do work in some way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's doing it to train for Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, is that the goal for you is to essentially be a resource for those athletes? So I hope to work in a university setting and work with athletes to help them better prepare for these environmental extremes. And Ultimately, the, the most prev prevalent cause of sudden athlete death is exertional heat illness. So understanding the impacts of these environments mm -hmm. is really important for you know, having 
athletes, you know, have, having a good experience out there, accomplishing these massive goals, but also for their safety. Um, I also am very passionate about educating, so I hope to give athletes tools so that they can be self-sufficient. So does it make us dumb at certain <laughs> altitudes? Like, why do we make bad decisions up high? So when our brain is deprived of oxygen, it is going to prioritize survival. And, you know, that's something unique about humans is we have cognition and all of these, you know, psychological abilities and barriers. And when we continue to ascend, we're exposing ourselves to less and less oxygen per breath. And it definitely impacts our ability to make sound decisions, um, to self-evaluate because mm-hmm. we're more focused is this on- like equivalent to four beers or like how do you <laughs> so they actually so they actually um talk about altitude illness in terms mm-hmm. of intoxication mm. so so brandon trains she, he's training yeah i'm training for altitude <laughs> yeah. right now actually <laughs> it's, it's like, this is this is like no 3,000 feet, I think. Yeah, I'm a lead athlete. <laughs> yeah, I know some lead athletes out there. I am not one, but this is, maybe I need to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely when we are um, starting to experience some negative side effects of altitude, it can it be compared to, you know, having a few beers. Um, but when it comes to individuals who aren't necessarily meeting the criteria for like an altitude-related illness we do see decreases in decision-making and focus. Yeah, there's HAPE, right? And is it MACE? So there is acute altitude sickness. Yeah. And then there's high altitude cerebral edema and pulmonary edema. Okay. Um, so this is before that happens, we would still sort of get a little woozy up upstairs. Yeah, and okay. even if we're not aware of it. Yeah. Because um, our body is going to experience some like decline in a bunch of different ways when we don't have the resources we need to survive first and foremost and that's what we wanted to sort of address with avalanche safety so and i don't know what what elevation you got to get at to or up to and even if it's possible in utah if you're up over ten thousand feet eleven thousand feet where you're just not thinking like you should be and all the training you've had is isn't as clear maybe and that's where Revisiting your skills is really important. We talk a lot about that within, you know, avalanche education, as well as building a good team for objectives, having realistic expectations, um, but also kind of keeping an eye on some of those things. Mm-hmm. If you bring the the fact that these environments are going to impact how we view situations, you know, whether they're threats or challenges, and what you do following that, then you're a lot less likely to encounter some of those horrible events that that individuals face. So you're studying this. This is what you're going to do. So you'll be able to eventually at some point provide education for people. Where do you get your information? Where are there places right now that we could go sort of dive into some journals or something that's currently studying the effects on human performance at altitude? Yeah, so there is a few different journals. Um, right now, I love Google Scholar. Mm. Go Google. Um, <laughs> it's just really important. There's going to be a lot of different journals that are going to include this type of research. It's really important to look at systematic reviews. So on Google Scholar, you can check the little box. And that's going to look at studies that are looking at all the studies on an idea 
our research question. And then they build a consensus for, you know, how do we apply this to athletes? Um, so I definitely recommend Google Scholar. Unfortunately, there is some privilege within research where a lot of journals like the NSCA and the ACSM journals you have to pay for. So unfortunately, that's the case. But using a broader search engine like Google Scholar, it's a lot easier to see what your options are. Okay. Now, have you started working with athletes as well? So alongside going to school and learning how to be a better researcher, I'm working as an intern within the athletic department at the University of Utah. So I get some of some more hands-on experience with testing and managing um, athletic assessment data and communicating with different members of the high performance unit around the outcomes and trends that we see. Do you, are you a guinea pig yourself? <laughs> well, I do enjoy, I, my hobbies revolve around mountain sports. Mm -hmm. um, so I have firsthand experience around what it's like to be an athlete and exposed an endurance athlete exposed to these environmental stressors, which is really important, I think. Yeah, you got to kind of go get put yourself out there so you know what people are saying, right? Understand it. Exactly. Did you have a bad experience? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, sometimes. But who doesn't, right? Who who hasn't had a bad experience going to maybe a really hot place or a really yeah. cold place? Yeah. I, hey, I felt it once. I lived in San Diego for quite some time, and my first trip here hike that I would have taken a hundred times, right? It was the first time that it just knocked me clean out. Like it was like almost just, I, I borrowed an inhaler from somebody like an asthma inhaler because I just needed that. And it was a kick in the, it was like a reminder that, Hey, your body has Were you going to say a kick altitude. in the, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but usually altitude doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. It just really hasn't. And so I think that it's just that. No, we called him Todd to the top on the podcast before because he just runs up mountains. So that's interesting to hear that that happened to you. It, yeah, it really threw me for a loop and, oh. and it didn't take too long to sort of readjust again, but boy, sea level. I well, I have a question about that too, is, um, the conventional wisdom probably cause it works is you climb high, sleep low. How many days do you need to sleep low for it to impact? Like how many hours? In other words, if I want to go, so we have Whitney on, on the agenda this summer, should I show up a day before two days before a week before? Like how, when does it actually help you? So to, to make sure I'm understanding you're asking about sleep, sleeping at a decent altitude, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So Say you have a race on July 1st and you're going somewhere that is nothing like where you live in terms of heat, cold, altitude, you name it. If you can get there 14 days beforehand, Ooh. I know, that's when you can <laughs> fully adapt to the demands of that new place. Okay. So then follow-up question. Unfortunately, like the week before, I'm in Florida <laughs> For almost 14 days. So will I be completely acclimatized to the new elevation and humidity of Florida? And then when I come back, I have like a week at, like to prepare. So again, like the good thing is if you expose yourself to environmental discomfort, the more that you expose yourself to that discomfort, the less uncomfortable it'll feel. Mm. Not that it'll be completely like mitigated, but you'll build a tolerance, whether it's physiological or psychological, we don't know, but you get more comfortable doing uncomfortable things. 
if you so if the weather in Florida sucks really bad, that's going to help it's, you. It's always humid as hell and it, hot. Just, yeah. Basically, that's yeah, most of the time. Yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of leads me into what I want. I'm going to well, hopefully, study during my dissertation is. I believe that exposing yourself to extreme heat, which you would have in Florida, yeah, is one of those. You know, I'm training by the beach <laughs> with a beer. One this of the- all makes sense now, Todd. <laughs> It, that could, you know, qualify as one of those uncomfortable yeah, stressors, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would love to support you in your race <laughs> and and hear about your experience. Okay. You got to take some notes. Yeah. Yep. You got to report back. Okay. I'm happy to be a guinea pig if you need me. <laughs> all in all, like we know that having a strong aerobic capacity, so heart and lung abilities it is going to help mitigate the impacts of that new setting okay that brings up another question then um so these people doing high like everest big mountains the the better i mean it makes sense to me but really i i thought altitude would attack you no matter how good a shape you're in is that correct yes so you can't run away from decreased pressure within the atmosphere right so Yes, work out and be in good shape, but it still might not solve all your altitude problems. So if someone is going to, you know, summit a big mountain like Mount Everest, um, they are going to be there a month ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And they're going to slowly chip away that altitude, sleeping at base camps, and base camps to become more adjusted, especially when you get to those extreme altitudes. There's a point at which our body does not adapt, called the death zone. Um so you want to be as prepared as possible, but you don't want to be up there for too long. Do you have any desire to hang out in the death zone for, you know, study? Educational reasons. Educational purposes. <laughs> well, it would depend on the funding. Yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, say you pull it. Would you go? Yeah. I mean, if, if someone's willing to pay for the research and my time to be there, I would definitely, you know, put myself in that situation yeah because it's very expensive to summit those big mountains yeah very cool you brought a bunch of notes did we hit on <laughs> everything or we <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to organize my thoughts okay there's a i have a lot in my brain yeah what are we missing the importance of studying this stuff i think it's a very very something that we should touch on for sure yeah and because it how does it help the everyday person not just the athletes So if we study, you know, these extreme environments on the body, we learn more about chronic diseases that Americans, classic Americans are at risk for Mm -hmm. and diseases where hypoxia or lack of oxygen availability is like a key feature in that disease. So like cardiovascular disease and um, COPD, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are chronic states of oxygen or low levels of oxygen within the body. So this understanding is extremely important. And especially as we see more frequent and you know longer heat waves due to shifting climate, understanding these environments is going to be essential, not only for athletes, but also for everyday people. Yeah. Todd saw everyday people faint when they came out of grocery stores in Vegas. My folks live in Vegas. Yeah, 130 is happening now, and that's um, that's insane. Like that's insane. 
to live in an environment like that. that that's an uncomfortable environment. Um, and, and, and that is the absolute truth is that you spend any time at any time down there, they keep it, uh, say around 60 degrees inside, 120 outside that you can imagine what happens when you hit that wall. And, and, and I saw it many times when I lived down there is just that stepping outside of the grocery store and you just go down. That is so crazy. And it's like, it, it goes crazy. beyond being uncomfortable. It's like dangerous. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's getting more common like those kind of temperatures is getting more yeah. common 120s is just kind of like a you're gonna hit that you know each time now they hit like 130 or something or near 100 that sounds horrible Ugh. it gets above 90 i'm uncomfortable yes i know <laughs> exactly keep me in the 70s yeah keep yeah me in the 70s yeah, today was great by the way i mean flip-flops thank you <laughs> yeah it's about time uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff, Beverly. I hope to have you back. Um, at least maybe we can get you in front of the the avalanche people because it's fascinating to me how it does change your the way you make decisions at altitude. Yeah, and knowledge is power, but unfortunately, knowledge doesn't change behaviors. So the more we talk about it and the more we work with the people that are on our team, the less likely we are to face extreme adversity. Yeah, you just sort of rolled through that. That was pretty pretty deep. <laughs> so knowledge is power, but knowledge doesn't change Behavior. behaviors. Yeah. Interesting. Like you know that you need to drink a lot of water every day, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean you will. Um, so something to think about. Sure, sure. Uh, well, we're, we have a, maybe, I don't know if there's room for a panel, but you know, I found a speaker for you. No, I mean, this is fascinating, first off, and it is a beautiful segue into OAX and yeah. what this event is rooted in, and that's education. So um, that we would love to have you at OAX. <laughs> I accept Very your cool. invitation. <laughs> Very cool. So Emily Bowden, Outdoor Adventure X, Director of Events. This is a first-time event, and it will be in Ogden at Snow Basin, June 17th and 18th, so two-day event. And this is the first of its type for your company. What's the parent company? So um, this is the first of its type for Emerald X, which is the owner and um, producer of Outdoor Retailer. Yeah. So they're returning to Salt Lake City, as everyone knows, um, and they want it to bring, as everyone knows, Outdoor Retailer is a B2B show, so the general public can't come. So they want it to create an, a lifestyle event that caters to the outdoor enthusiast that um, Outdoor Retailer could invite the consumer to come meet with all the companies and brands and products that are debuted at Outdoor Retailers. So um, OAX was kind of that, um, that's what was born out of it. Our company is a consumer-based event production company. So this is what we do. Yeah. It's our jam. Um, so we're super excited <laughs> to produce it um, and super excited to produce it with obviously everyone in Ogden. They've been phenomenal. Cannot say enough good things about everyone here. We um, were just saying Ogden is phenomenal. We said it just <laughs> like that though. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. I'm so Very glad good. you're having a good time with Ogden. No, they're great. Um, and then Snow Basin's beautiful. Like, who doesn't like that resort and who doesn't like that resort in the summertime? Um, and then Pine View Lake is just stunning. So, um, I don't know. I could go on for hours about this event. So, you can just either interrupt okay. me or let yeah, me let's, keep rambling. Let's start with the partners in town who are helping Out Outdoor Adventure X put put it on. We have Haley with Weber State, so we know Weber State's involved. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Visit Ogden um, has been a huge partner to help bring this together, um, and they've brought a lot of the key players in. Um, Weber State and Haley are joining us um, from an education portion. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to do all of the, basically, um, Haley, I'll let you talk a little more as what you guys are doing, (laughs) but all of the, like, active education, all of, like, the demos and, like, learning how to climb 101 or hike 101 or kind of that basically let's get people outdoors that's mm-hmm. what we, what we want um so i'll let Haley speak to that a little bit more but um we are working with uh the trails foundation of northern utah we're working with the weber sustainability fund um, we will host a raffle saturday night where all of the companies will bring products we'll give them away it'll be a great time and all that money will be given back to those two organizations locally <coughs> opportunity drawing <laughs> Haley, what, what types of what types of of class, clinics are you running up there? Yeah, Emily mentioned a lot of them, so that's really yeah. great. You probably could have taken it all. But <laughs> what what we want to do as an organization is just provide resources for adventure, right? Mm-hmm. So that folks can feel like they can get out and do it on their own. Obviously, we have our rental center, and so we we want to support the community in doing that. But specifically at this event. Um, we're going to be running like an intro to mountain biking, intro to trail running, um, uh, guided hikes. We also have some family friendly events like uh, an avalanche beacon search fun games. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that'll be pretty fun. I, I might join that one as yeah. well. <laughs> um, and a leave no trace uh, hike where we're going to like hike around and talk about leave no trace principles, and that'll be family friendly as well. Um, all the way up to like uh, wilderness first aid hikes and um, doing some practical um yeah elements of that doing some ankle tapings and some Mm. scenarios there on a hike and then also um even some trad climbing skills uh anchors and placements and things like that so we're hoping that we're hitting a little bit of um every skill and ability um we're offering an adaptive climbing up there we've been working with um, ogden valley adaptive sports to offer adaptive uh, climbing opportunities every month for their um, folks and, and a lot of those adaptive athletes in town. And so this will be that opportunity in June to, to get out with the whole community. And I think it'll be a really great time. What class are you not teaching that you, you're you still trying to get on the books? For OAX? Yeah. I think they're on the books. They're on the books? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just wondering if you were pushing for something that didn't get approved or anything. Oh, you saying you got some pull? Yeah, I might. You got <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But the yeah. spotlight right there. Yeah. yeah, the the Brandon Long. Yeah, what was, was that? What was we, that? I don't remember what that was. It was it was Happened some sort of climbing move. Drinking or getting lost or sleeping. Was, or, no, but the best. Did you see the Florida man headline we got in Ogden in the news yesterday? I think or this morning. Online. No, that's scary though. By the yeah. way, don't leave your dogs on the bench out at night. The It'll mountain lions will out. get them. That will freak you out. No, it was. I had a pop up and it said um ogden man gets stuck in mud after wandering through trees mm-hmm. out of 21st street park i'm like oh god here we go yeah <laughs> was that you brandon it wasn't uh, it was it wasn't me. What, uh, he did call nine one one, but it wasn't. That wasn't Todd's. Todd's smart. He's one. He would never end up out there. <laughs> It wasn't either one of us. I like you immediately us. assumed. Yeah. No, but I, I thought this was a segue. No, the yeah, but I section do, of the show. I do like how whenever do you feel like this, Haley? Oh, this is a question for you. Because you work at the outdoor program, whenever you're out doing your adventurous stuff, you're like, please don't f this up. Like, don't do something stupid. Because if they have to call and rescue me, that's the most embarrassing thing ever. A hundred percent. I've been <laughs> I've been thinking about that with Nepal because. 
where we're trekking, literally the only option is to helicopter you off off the track and like yeah. off the mountain. And so you like, want to be that person. You really do. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah, so it, it, yeah. It could be me. Okay, so, it could no be shame. You. We'll see. They charge you for that? Do they charge you for that over there now? They probably do. They probably do. You probably get a bill. Oh yeah. So on top yeah, of just the embarrassment, you get a bill. For bill sure. For the helicopter ride. And then it's like, embarrassing to pay that bill. Like, oh, God. Gosh. Because you got to put it on payments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the only requirements is travel insurance with helicopter evacuation. Uh, yeah. 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 Now, because of the connection with outdoor retailer, um, also you you said something about being able to try some new gear. Right. So let's talk about the gear. Absolutely. Um, so there's going to be over 125 companies um, debuting. That's their a product. lot. Yeah, we're excited. It's going to yeah. be huge. Um, so they'll be they'll be selling, which is also fun because like who doesn't like mm-hmm. to like go touch everything and then pick out what you like the most and take it home with you. Yeah. You don't have to like order it online and wait for it to show up at your door. Like you get to carry it away. Yeah. No, wait. So this can we back up just a second because this is everybody who we were fans of. Outdoor retailer. We've been going for years. I've been going as, as a retailer, as a buyer. Sure. We went as we went as media before. I mean, we've been I all the, the badge. I you saw, saw the badge. I saw you. I saw it. All right. Uh, uh, so, what? How? The general public is going to want to experience that same thing. Yeah. Only on the mountain at Snow Basin. Yeah. So, what, how similar can you make that? And what are the differences? What are they not going to get? It, that OR actually offers the B2B side of things. Sure. So um, we're OAX is like what you call a lifestyle event. So you're gonna we're gonna have camping. You can literally come camp on the mountain. Oh. You can come camp on the lake. Like you can buy a camping pass, spend the whole weekend with us, immerse yourself in the whole experience, camp with your friends, camp with your families, make it an, an experience in addition to just coming to the show. Um, so I would encourage you know there's gonna be on mountain camping and lakeside camping. Both views are stunning. Um, and then, so this will be from out from comparing it to outdoor retailer, it is going to be, you know, it's going to have all of the latest products available to see in one place. You know, you usually got to go to a different store or a big box store or something like that to see the different ones. Um, also, a lot of this will be, you know, they're going to have their 2023 products here and they're going to launch their 24 products at OR, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Okay. Um, but it's going to be the same. The brands are going to bring their same experience. You yeah. know, those massive booths that are just over the top and it looks so cool and it gets you super excited about all these brands. That's yeah. what's going to be there. So the logistics um, are they're coming to town and setting yeah. up its basin first yep. and then they're going to bump down to Salt Lake. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We've got all that on the back end. That's all oh. the, you know, nitty gritty event right. stuff. But the magic fairies will carry their gear all the way down. Really to, our magic fairies. Yeah, so uh, down to Salt Lake, and then they'll be set up and ready to rock on Monday morning. But um, it'll be companies like Dometic's going to be there. Volkswagen's going to be there. Outside Magazine is going to come join us. Um, So Step 22 gear, um, some of your Overland rig companies are going to be there. Um, to, you know, show off their new products and get hands on, you know, get in them, sit in them, touch them, feel them. Um, so it's really, that part's going to be really cool. We'll have some like social media ambassadors or folks that have like have really cool rigs in like what we call our showcase area. Mm-hmm. And they'll show off like, you know, maybe they built it themselves or they've done some really cool trip in it and kind of tell their story from a personal angle. Um, but then to your product demo side, um, we will have trails at snow basin and then also on the water haley's team we haven't even talked about the on water experience Mm, but um companies will be able to you know like for example smart wool maybe they're going to give 20 people a pair of socks and go do a hike with them so it's what we would call a product demo Mm -hmm. you're going to test out a product on the 
on a trail. Um, we'll do that with mountain biking. We'll do it with hiking. We'll do it with trail running. We're focusing on six pillars um, of you know the business, if you will. So it's camp, bike, hike, run, paddle, and I always forget the sixth one. <laughs> Charity so, camp. Uh, I think if I haven't said it already, camp, but, I think was said. Yeah, let me see. But anyway, there's six pillars that we're focusing on that are going to be like all the activities are taking Sweet. think um, taking part in. Then as we were talking, go on down. So it's closed circuit. You're going to get on a shuttle. You're going to go to Snow Basin. You're going to do your thing. You're going to shuttle. You're going to go down to Anderson Cove, mm-hmm. and you're, there's going to be on water products. So yeah. paddle boards, yep. kayaks. Um, Haley's team will be teaching down there as well. Um, so you can test out, you know, if you're looking for a new paddleboard or a new kayak or a new stand-up paddleboard or things of that nature, you can get right on them and try them out and compare That's products. Awesome. Like you're, yeah. you're literally comparing which one do you like more, which one fits your needs, and you can do it all right there on site. I don't know if you know this, but there's resorts in Salt Lake too. Uh, why did you choose Ogden? So we chose Snow Basin because it's beautiful. Um, we really wanted something that just blew people's people away when you come up there and like Mm -hmm. a lot of the locals like they see it they've been there but like it's just going to be a different experience they're going to have needles open so you can take the gondola up and like if that view doesn't take your breath away then i don't know what will speaking of taking your breath away (laughs) but um you know it's something that's just really special so we chose snow basin um it's and then obviously having the other reason was the lake being so close yeah be able to do water and on mountain activities there's nowhere else in the country you can do both at the same time in the same day. It's so, like 15 minutes, 10 minutes away from each other? It's a 15 other. minute yeah. shuttle ride. Um, so, And we're going to have shuttles running all day long. So people just hop on, go do what they want at the lake, come back. Um, and the event goes on all day. Like there'll be live music all day long. There'll be games. There'll be food. There'll be beer. Um, you know, so there's all all that kind of stuff. So do you going pay in. a ticket to go in or how does the, how does the pricing work? And yeah. Stuff? So you can buy the weekend pass with your camping. So you'll come get buy a camping pass. You'll get to come to the event all weekend long. Um, or you can come for the day. Like maybe you live locally here in Ogden. You're like, I just want to come check this out. Mm-hmm. Tickets um, start at 35 bucks and then on Sunday they're $25. So um, super affordable. There's a, fa- a kid's pass as well. So bring the entire family. There's kids programming. We'll have a kid's climbing wall. Um, things like that for them to get involved in as well. I feel um, like this is going to be three days be- before too long, maybe as soon as next year. But It sounds great. It sounds like yeah. you've done it about 10 years in a row. Well, what has Emerald learned over the years? There's been, it's not necessarily a new idea, right? People have tried to do public versions of OR and they've tried to do it in Utah for years. So have you studied some of the the events that have previously happened and have you learned anything and, and what, I mean, Emerald's good at what they do. So yeah. What have you learned from some of maybe the ones that have tried before? Yeah. So we actually, Emerald just acquired our company, which was Lodestone events, which is not important to the grand scheme, but (laughs) um, we are consumer facing. That's all we do. That's the only business um, we produce is consumer facing events. So we produce a series called Overland Expo. I don't know if anyone's familiar, but um, it's an Overland Expo festival. So we'll have anywhere from 2,000 Overland you know, rigs show up at an event and 20,000 people over the weekend there to just camp, hang out, learn. Like there will be 200 plus hours of education over the two days at OAX. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of opportunity to learn a lot of things in the, you know, a small amount of time. Chef Corso's coming. He's going to teach you how to cook meals like on the trail or while you're backpacking or different things like that. So um, just lots of engaging contents and opportunities to like 
get your hands dirty and, and explore the outdoors with your family. Maybe you've been biking for a while and you want to try climbing. Haley seems they're going to be to, you know, to, to get you started. Okay. Todd, what questions do you have? Uh, this sounds great. I'm in. Like, and it's, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So it's two days. Two days, Friday or Saturday and Sunday. It is Father's Day weekend. So sometimes you're not good with dates, but you'll know Father's Day. Come to Snow Basin. Yeah. I think Dad would like to go. Um, is this something you can get tickets for now? Yes, you can. So Outdoor Adventure X tickets are available. Camping passes are available. Everything's there um, to get signed up. And I know you can't, you're not thinking about it right now because of how much snow is on the ground, but soon there will be green grass that appears out at Snow Basin and um, it's going to be the reason to come out. So uh, that, We got a lot of melting to do because that'll be tight. June 17th, 18th. We're not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be No, they it'll worked it good. out. They, they worked, worked it out, out. yeah, ahead yeah. of time. They're it's like, going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. They, they got a letter from Mother Nature. It's like, don't worry about this. A few yeah. hair dryers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a blowtorch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's wild because normally you don't have, June, you don't have to worry about it, but this is the only year, the only year that you do your first event up there where it's like, uh, please melt snow. <laughs> and on. Snow Basin's been like so apologetic because they're like, we're sorry, we're sorry. We're just it's having not- a record year. And we're like, can you please, can we work on our event? We're ready. <laughs> so um, I think they're going to be, you know, everyone's ready to switch gears. This, I've yeah. been so lucky to be here with this amazing weather because if it was cold, I'd be super whiny and complaining. But this 65, 70 degree weather is just like, okay, let's do this. It's, it's spring. Let's bring on the flowers and the sunshine. I agree. I mean, I think the good thing about a long winter is everyone's looking forward to summer activities, spring activities, backpacking, exactly what you guys are going to produce. So it should be a phenomenal event. I am, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how many of the uh, vendors who are down at OR come up to Snow Basin first and then their team, like you said, the little fairies pack their stuff and take it to Salt Lake, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's what we've wanted forever. So it's finally happening. Because there's so many, the general public wants to go to OR. They want to go see that stuff. They want to see those brands because you see it in the store. But when you see, you know, some of your favorite brands rep themselves in that setting, it's just really cool. And it gets you super excited about, you know, those products. So we're excited to offer it. And um, it's going to be a lot of overlap because they want to touch the consumer just as much as they want to touch the B2B side. So they're going to figure out how to make it work and we'll have plenty of fairies to help them. That'll be good. Do you have any pro tips yet? I mean, we haven't, we haven't pulled off the event yet, so we don't know, but if there's any pro get your tickets early, maybe definitely get your tickets early. Cause like the camping is limited. Like there's mm-hmm. only so much space for camping, um, and in a level setting. Um, but you know, get your camping passes early, do the whole experience, like come out for the weekend, make it something with your family, with your friends, you know, bring your buddies and camp for the weekend, make it a whole experience. Um, you know, and if you live local and you just want to come up for the day, that's fine too. Um, but it is definitely something, the camping will sell out. So you definitely want to grab those now. Do you have some of the bands booked yet? We sure do. Yeah. yeah. We're working with Mountain Town Music to source all of it. Um, and uh, there's an entire schedule of band lineup on our website at OutdoorAdventureX.com. I, th- I read on the news, I think it was today, today, yesterday, today. Uh, X Holdings or something like that is what Twitter's under now. So, like the Tesla Model X and stuff. X is supposed to be some giant app that um, Homeboy owns all the things, right? So now 
He's going to, so your brand is already worth more money because it's Outdoor Adventure X. Somebody I know may try and buy it from <laughs> I mean, and it's the, and you'll hear it or we'll, you'll see all the branding. It's OAX is kind of how we're dubbing it. It's a little bit, you know, simpler. Yeah. So come out to OAX. We'll say that a lot um, versus Outdoor Adventure X. But yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe. I mean, it falls right in line with his brand. I guess. Musk. So. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Uh, Emily, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Very Anything much we can do, me. let us know. Yeah. Haley, thanks for helping out this, this new event, Weber State. It's going to be good. It'll be fun. <laughs> Todd, any arts news this week? Uh, let's see, just work related, just work related. And so I do want one more comment. Uh, the Finch Gallery space that I run down in Salt Lake City, there is an open call right now for 2024, the exhibition season of that whole year. And so you can apply through April 20th. And so if there's any artists that are out there listening, apply, just apply and see what happens. Just apply and see what happens. But you won't know if you don't try. But it's a phenomenal space, a non-commercial gallery in Salt Lake City. There are not many left. And so we're kind of a rare in that instance right there. And so that's the biggest thing that I have going right now is uh, is that. Uh, I think we, we touched on the most important bit of news last week or the week before. <laughs> Gwyneth is fine. Yeah. So Gwyneth. we can move on Gwyneth. kind of to the next thing. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we did, uh, if you're from Ogden and you're in the arts, we you did get feedback on if you got money from Ogden City Arts Grants this week, which was cool. And Van Sessions was yeah, thank you. funded for a little bit more money this year than last year, which we applied for. And so thank you to Ogden City and Ogden City Arts for helping fund the arts because we're one of how many different people were funded. Um, there's, there's two different categories, but in total there's close to 30 maybe groups or organizations that yeah, got well, funds. What it tells me too is that more people should be applying. They should be yeah. applying. And so if yeah. anybody's listening, these applications are not, they're not, I mean, you can not exclusive. through them. You, yep, you can go through. Yeah, no, they apply to anybody. You want yep. to pitch an idea? So there's project grants, there's general support grants. So obviously we went throughout the, the project support grant and mm -hmm. uh, Ogden City Arts has been very generous. So thank you, Ogden City, for supporting our program for, for several years now. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, that was, that was a nice thing to read about. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so for adventure news, oddly enough, avalanche season is here. Uh, I my my weather app for crying out loud was like avalanche warning. Yeah, seventy five right and avalanche so, warning. Yeah, it's through tomorrow. It's probably. sketchy out there, and I did see a post. I think it was the Trails Foundation. Someone that reposted something that it was maybe it was actually Utah Avalanche. It was like the avalanche will come to you. You don't have to the snow. You don't have to go to the snow. The snow will come to you. So if you're on a dry trail under avalanche terrain, be cautious right now for the next few weeks because it's warming up so fast. Um, that also applies if you're near any of these rushing waters. Like be very careful. Yes, we, it's very cold, and it's and it's just going to be raging, and 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 I just don't want to know what's going to happen. I mean, that just bad things happen when. So just be very very careful. Thank you to Banyan One. That's this trailer right here for powering today's episode of the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to Ogden Arts and Adventure on YouTube. Uh, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TheBanyanCollective.com. That's our website and the Podbean app for Android and iPhone. So if you want to be on the show, DM us or if you have feedback for us on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. We'll take you out this week with a van sessions, believe it or not. And this is Pomp and Honey, Joseph Joseph. We'll see you next week. 
on the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. This is Pop and Honey. A certain maid I know is so afraid her bow will never ask her will she name the day. He calls on her each night, but when she dims the lights, it's ten to one that you will hear her say. So Joseph, Joseph, won't you make your mind up? It's time I knew just how I stand with you. My heart's no clock that I can stop and wind up each time we make up after being through. So listen, Joseph, Joseph, time is fleeting.